Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. Hey, it's Luann Prater, and I am in the middle of something brand new for me. It is called The Cancer Journey. You know, I never thought I'd be a member of the club, but here I am. Last Thursday, I found out through a routine colonoscopy that I now have colon cancer. And you're never ready to hear that. And so it's been amazing to watch God surround me with people that have gone on this journey before me and they have encouraging words to say and more than anything they have information (laughs) and my next door neighbor as god would have it we moved in right next door to judy and judy sends me a text and says hey i hope you don't mind that our fellow neighbor gave me your information and said You might have some questions. I've been down this road. Would you like to talk? Oh, my goodness. Can I just tell you, she came over and filled my dry, weary cup to overflowing because she gave me information that was critical. Because when we're on that road, we want to know we're not alone. And we want to know what is it that we're about to face. So Judy, welcome to Encouragement Cafe. Thank you so much for being here today. My first question to you is, how did you know when that journey was going to start for you? How did the whole thing begin? Thanks for the question, Luann. I found out last year, the day after Christmas, by an emergency room doctor who just came out very fast and bluntly and told me that I had pancreatic cancer. But looking back at it, I should have sought more help sooner. I was sick from probably at least October of that year through Christmas. I had a lot of different symptoms, but symptoms that you wouldn't think necessarily for cancer. And that is one of the issues with pancreatic cancer is that unless you have many of these or a very good doctor, uh, each individual symptom could be anything. It could be an ulcer, it could be uh, the flu, it could be anything. So I could have known sooner perhaps, but I didn't find out until it had gotten to the point where I was completely jaundiced. And uh, that's when and how I found out. Well, that had to be a little bit shocking, but I know for me, mine was a routine physical, and I just had extremely low iron. And, you know, I am just a keep-going kind of girl. Like, I don't have time for that. Okay, just tell me what I need to do. (laughs) Give me an iron supplement, and I'm going to keep going. And the doctor said, Luann, I don't think you realize how dangerously low your iron is because your ferritin level should be no lower than 100 
and you're at five. I didn't know what that meant, but I knew it couldn't be good, you know? (laughs) And so I just said, all right, what do we need to do next? And I think that's why we decided to come around the table today and talk about this. Because when I walked in to the same hospital that Judy went to, it's, it's a cancer treatment center. And you realize there are thousands of people who have just gotten the same news. And they're feeling just as lost as we were. And so, Judy, I want to know, what do you wish you would have known in the beginning before you started this? Like, what, what was so key to understand about this journey you were about to embark on? What I wish is that I had pulled my head out of the sand and gone back to a doctor and said, look, I've got this and this and this and this, and didn't let them talk me out of it being anything serious. Because I was fine with it being nothing, but down deep, I knew because in this age of Google, you know, once things start to become very different, for you know your body. And once things start happening that are very different from the norm, you can Google the symptoms. And I was pretty sure before I even went in the last time that it was pancreatic cancer. So that's why I waited till the day after Christmas, because I wasn't ready to face it. And I think most of us don't know about all the, the little hidden s- symptoms and how things can add up quickly and give you a bad diagnosis. I, uh, I had a, a lot of things wrong. I mean, I had stomach pain. I had back pain. I had vomiting diarrhea, constipation, all of these things. But, you know, as we get older, you start to say, well, you know what, it's just old age. I'll just take a laxative or I'll just take Tylenol or whatever. But in in totality, it really became clear that there was something seriously wrong. So I want to make that point and put a great big exclamation mark at the end of what she just said, because maybe that's you. Maybe you are sitting there listening to this and saying, wow, you know, I have had pain. Well, I do have something that's just not right. It's not feeling quite right. And you know your body. And I'm going to encourage you. I know that we can get lost on the Internet and get fearful when we start looking through all of the things But what I want you to do is use it as a tool to say, okay, this is not normal, and it's time to get it checked. And and gals, I don't know about you, but sometimes we just kind of put ourselves on the back burner. And we say, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Or, hey, I, I mean, they used to call it, back when we were raising our kids, they used to call it baby needs new shoes syndrome. In other words, mama can't buy anything because the baby needs new shoes. I can wait. And we do that throughout our entire life. We say, I I know my husband went through major heart surgery six years ago. 
he was in the hospital for 30 days. And I thought, okay, I just, I'm in take care of him mode. And you can't stop to think about what's going on in your own body. My doctor just said, my surgeon just said, that mass in your colon has been growing for at least five years. So for five years, I've been saying, oh, well, I, there are other people that need me more. They, there are other things that need to be done. And I haven't stopped to take care of me. And can I just tell you right now, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God put you together on purpose with a purpose here on this earth. And he wants us to take care of the temple. And I have failed miserably in that category because I just felt like everybody else needed something more. So I want to encourage you to take care of you. That's number one. If you're having anything that seems like a symptom, go get it checked out. And I know for me, it's like, oh, do I want all those bills rolling in? You know, do I want to deal with insurance and all of that? Yes. Yes, you do. Because let me tell you what, God will help make a way when you think there is no way. And here, when we moved here, we were worried that we don't know anybody. We came here and we did not know a soul. And we thought, what if something happens? And all of a sudden, Judy, people came together and they are encouraging and loving and helping us get through it. How important is that and was that for you? Personally, I couldn't have done this without my neighbors. And I think it's something unique, at least in my life, living here, that all my neighbors are like family. They're not just friends, they're family. And if you happen to be alone on a holiday for whatever reason, you're going to somebody's house. And they encourage you, they pray for you, they bring you food, they send you cards. They, I mean, I'm still getting cards in the mail, and it's been a couple of months from neighbors just saying, just so you know, I'm still praying for you, and, I, and I'm still thinking about you. And without all of that support, I've talked to my husband about it, we would be lost because I've never known more than a couple of neighbors, no matter where I lived. And I think, you know, because you're raising your children, you're going to work, and everybody's doing the same thing, and you wave as you're pulling in your garage at the end of the day. But this is truly family here. We're very, very fortunate. And that's one of the things that I wanted to reach out initially and tell you. In fact, I had said to a friend, I hope she knows. I hope Luann knows what a great neighborhood she's moved into because they're going to pour through this. Well, you are right. It, I didn't know. I mean, I started learning about the neighborhood and some of the neighbors. We've gone to a few of the functions that they've had, but I really didn't understand the close-knit group here. And maybe you're listening today and you say, yeah, that would be nice. I wish I had that. I'm going to encourage you, if you don't have that kind of a neighborhood, find that kind of a church body and a church family. Because for us, back in North Carolina, our church family was our family. 
and we had people even now who have reached out and said hey do you want us to come and be there for your surgery we'll stay with you so it's critical to find the people that God has for you. And maybe it's your neighborhood, maybe it's your church family. Find the people that God has put in your life so that when tough times come, you have a a network of people that will help pull you through. Now I will tell you in John 16, 33, the Bible tells us in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So I want to encourage you, if you aren't in a valley right now, you may be heading toward one. And if you're on the mountaintop right now, be be aware that there are people that are hurting around you. And maybe you can be that voice of encouragement that they need. They need to know, can I ever get out of this pit that I'm in right now? And Judy, you were that for me. Because I was not hearing what the results were. I didn't know how bad it was. I didn't know what to expect. And you came over and said, can I answer any questions? And you were the one that had already climbed up some of the mountain and you reached back and you grabbed my hand and you started lifting me up. And I think that is part of the healing. And you told me three things that the doctor told you, you've got to share that. I had surgery for my for my cancer. And it was a wonderful little woman who they told me was the best surgeon in the hospital. And she came into my room one day and she said, I want you to know the people with the best outcomes are three, have three Ps. I call them the three P's, she said. It's to be patient, it's to be perky, and to remain positive. And so every time she came into my room to check on me, I made sure I looked perky at least. <laughs> I looked perky, and, and I told her I was positive and everything else. And patience is a little bit hard, because we all want to get there, we want to get well faster. But you know what? It, it gave me something to focus on. And, and I know that especially the positivity has got to be one of the major factors in, in healing, going on with your life, you know, just living again. Some days that's hard to work on. Other days it comes easy. But if it wasn't for my faith, I, I wouldn't feel so positive, I think. So having that to fall back on, has really helped. I think you hit the nail on the head. That is key. You know, I had a, a, a radio station in Seattle, Washington, contact me because one of the things I wrote on my Facebook page was, I just got this news, and can I tell you how I felt when I got it? Peace. I felt this crazy, abnormal peace. I mean, honestly, the the gastroenterologist who took and did my colonoscopy, I wasn't expecting any bad news. My husband's sitting there, they come out, and I looked at her face, and immediately I knew, uh uh-oh, something is not good. Her face was so long and drawn, 
she came over, rubbed my right arm, and looked down and said, I'm so sorry to tell you. Now, Judy, right there is enough to make maybe send you into the pit yourself. You know, you're like, oh, my word. And I felt like I needed to cheer her up because I look, oh, honey, this must be really hard for her to tell people every day this news. But she said, I'm so sorry. The news isn't good. You have colon cancer. And I did not feel one little ripple of turbulence in my soul. Not one. And I, I almost felt like I must be weird. <laughs> because, you know, you, I, I, you see these things on TV where people burst into tears or they start crying and screaming. I didn't. I just looked at my husband and said, okay, we'll get through this. Well, let's find out what's next. But I know I couldn't do it if I didn't have the faith, if I didn't have that, that reassurance down deep in my soul, like at the very base of who I am, I know, okay, we're all going to face the end someday. I know where I'm going. I've already settled that. And so if this is my end, okay, I get to see Jesus face to face. If this isn't my end and God has another plan, then okay. It's going to be okay and it may be painful and it may hurt, but he's going to have a purpose in my journey to help me to see people and to recognize and maybe help someone else along the way like you've done, Judy, for me. Have there been people in your path that have stood out that's that's been like wow that was a breath of fresh air that God placed just on time for me with my current situation the first few doctors and nurses that I I met with were, were at a different hospital and they were sort of like the doctor who gave you your results not encouraging at all you know just very straightforward I now, on the other hand, like you were so calm and positive, I didn't burst into tears either, but I was just torn up on the inside. My blood pressure went through the roof and, you know, that sort of thing. But who I had to get me through besides God was is um, the doctors at the, ho- the cancer hospital and the nurses and the receptionists and the valets because nobody there is negative. They smile at you, they say have a wonderful day, is there anything else I can do for you? And you know, they go out of their way to encourage you and make you feel like it's gonna be okay. And so you walk out of there with cancer still, but you're smiling and they're the ones. And that's why I've told everybody I know, you know, if you have to deal with this, this is the place to go because they're just, they're, they're known for taking good care of you, and, and they really and truly, I don't know how they hire the people. We, we've laughed, my husband and I. How do they find these people to work there? Because not one of them approaches you with a, a bad look on their face, or like you're bothering them, uh, or the ones that call you, or anything. They're, everyone is so up and cheerful and helpful and encouraging. I don't know where you find that many people to work in one building that are that good. So, you know, they've saved me. 
I've printed out different sayings, you know, scriptures. Just one thing is still on my fridge. It says, be a be a warrior, not a worrier, you know. And I hung these things all over the house to remind me that you're not going through this alone. And no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. So that has helped me tremendously. Absolutely true. We happen to be going to the same hospital, and she's a six-month journey ahead of me. And so it's really... It's really nice to have somebody uh, in my corner, actually in my corner of the neighborhood, that can walk with me through this. Uh, There's something that I really haven't even told Luann yet. I've already gone through five chemo sessions, and I got through those pretty well. I mean, when I'd show up at the hospital, I knew I was doing something to help my situation. And then I had surgery, and so for the past few months, I've been just home recuperating. And my husband has been kind of giving me a little bit of a hard time, rightly so, because I haven't been perky. There you go. I haven't been very perky. And he'd say, what's the matter? Why don't you feel better? You know, why, why is your mindset off? And I'd say, I don't know. And then I came over and talked to Luann. And just the act of reaching out to somebody and, and feeling like I did something to help. I have been more positive and in a better mood than I have been in the last two months. And it is, you know, it just shows you helping other people is good for you too. It makes a huge difference. And, 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 and it is pointing out to me that maybe this journey, this is part of my purpose. I just wanted you to know that. God is good every day, all the time. And may you take this information and apply it to your life. Here I want to encourage you. Maybe someone in your neighborhood needs that smile and that encouragement and those sweet words. You know, I had a young mom in our old church and her daughter was very, very, very sick. And people started coming to the hospital room crying and saying, oh, and she, being the good mama she was, she would walk them to the door and say, pull it together or you can't come in the room. There's going to be no negative in my daughter's room. And I was like, you go, girl. That is exactly how we need to face our troubles and our trials because the, not only is it making a difference in our own health, but it's making a difference in those people that are around us. And just like the valet parking attendant who smiles every time, he actually has a mask with a big yellow smile. And Judy told me to look for that. And oh, my goodness, his name is Bruce. And I just I went through and started taking pictures of every single person that I came in contact with as I arrived. And I said, do you know that you are part of my journey? And I am so grateful you're here. And some of them teared up and said, nobody's taken the time to ever say that to me before. And I'm saying, let's say that to one another every day. You have the power of being positive and encouraging every single day to somebody who needs it. And I want to say thank you, Judy, for being here today. I want to have you back. Let's walk this journey together and let's see where God takes us and what purposes he has, because he uses everything to bring him glory. And ladies, today, 
thank you for being here. If you are not suffering with cancer, I'm sure you know someone who is. So I am asking you to be that voice that brings them a little bit of good cheer today, a little bit of positive. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here later. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.